This Shabbat, the Shabbat right before Purim, is Shabbat Zachor. And one might assume that we would be gearing up for the craziest night of the year. One might think that this Shabbat was like one of those cartoon shorts right before the main picture of the Disney show. Just getting us ready. Purim is such a crazy night that I have seen rabbis, not our rabbis, and not in this sanctuary, but rabbis in other parts of the world walk into the synagogue on Purim, and I know this is a hard visual, but wearing nothing but a unitard and holding a bottle of vodka in the other hand. And so one would think that on this Shabbat it would be a precursor. And it is. But it's not what we would think. Shabbat Zahor is not a light Shabbat. It's a heavy one. One that begins Purim on a very somber note. Haman is identified as the descendant of Amalek, whose people attacked Israel in the desert, the symbol of cruelty to the weak. And before celebrating the defeat of the wicked, the defeat of Haman, we remember that we had a war with the Amalekites. Shabbat Zachor is the Sabbath of remembrance. It's a special mitzvah to remember darkness and evil in the world on this Shabbat. Remembering darkness and evil it's counter to our natural human inclination. Our natural desire is to forget darkness and evil and only to focus on joy and happiness. How often do we hear people say, I just want my kids to be happy? Or life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Rabbi Yitz Greenberg writes, the natural desire to forget and be happy collides with the ongoing pain of memory and analysis. When asked why President Ronald Reagan in 1985 initially declined to visit the Dachau concentration camp, a presidential aide explained that the president was an up type of person and he didn't like to grovel in grisly things, unquote. During the Bitburg controversy that swirled around Reagan for paying homage and laying a wreath in a cemetery with graves of SS soldiers, one German parliamentarian attacked the Jews for their refusal to forget the past. As Jews, we force ourselves to remember. We remember darkness because we believe that redemption can only come when we remember. There are times when I've had people tell me of how in the family that they grew up in, they were not permitted to talk about the death of their grandparent because it hurt too much. They tell me that when they were children, that after they came back from the cemetery, their family never mentioned the loved one again. Through their whole childhood and into adulthood, the memory was blotted out. The rabbis, they counter this desire to not talk about the pain of our past by forcing everyone into a system of remembering those who we lost. In the first year of mourning, we are instructed to remember them three times a day for the first year. We remember them every year at the yard site at the anniversary of their death, and communally, we remember them during Yizkor four times a year. When we come together 
and remember injustices, we can learn from our past and help prevent it from occurring again in our future. We remember our temple being destroyed in the year 70 CE. We remember the Holocaust, when a leader said that he would wipe out the Jewish people and then came incredibly close to his goal. This is why we take the leader of Iran so seriously when he says he wants to wipe Israel off the map and refuses to slow down the nuclear weapons program even during negotiations with Secretary of State Kerry. We have had Amaleks since the time of Moses, and it is our job to remember so that we can identify Amalek when he appears today. But we are not just a people who sit in the darkness and count the evil in the world. We're equally as good at celebrating the joy and the light of the world. Every Friday night, we come together for Shabbat and we act as if the world is at peace, as if the entire world has been fed and hunger abolished. We come together for 25 hours of blissed out light to taste the world that we dream of so we can spend the rest of the week trying to build it. Our challenge in this country and in this generation is that we are divided and polarized people. The rabbis have known this about human nature, that we tend to fall into a singular narrative and have a hard time moving past this. You see this in our community today. You see some who can only speak about the destruction of the Jewish people at the hands of Iran and the BDS movement. This group cannot hear or even understand the ones who can only speak about how the great the Jews have it today, how Israel is a startup nation and are a powerhouse that does not need to worry about being destroyed or becoming slaves in Egypt again, but rather needs to worry about becoming the Egyptian taskmasters who do not know how to wield their power. These two groups, they cannot hear each other. Each thinks the other is wrong, when in reality, each group is right. There is truth in what each is saying. And it is not until we can hold two truths together that we can find a new path. This is exactly why after having a Shabbat of remembering darkness, we come together tomorrow night for one of our most joyous nights of the entire year. Our challenge the rabbis to give us is holding two views of the world, not one. The world is not just evil, and the world is not just joyful. The world is both. And it's only when we are able to take time to sit in the darkness and dance in the joy of Shabbat will we be able to take two views and find a third path. A path that enables us not only to blot out evil in the world, but to learn from our past so that we do not recreate the mistakes that led to darkness in the first place. That is why it is our job on this Shabbat to never forget to remember. Shabbat Shalom.